Welcome to another episode of the Music City Drive-In, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we're going to continue on with our over and under series. We're going to be tackling the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime here, Jacob. How are you today, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing pretty good. Pretty good to continue and finish off the NFC South as a collective whole. We tackled the Panthers and the... um, Falcons on the last episode, so we're going to finish off the NFC South here. We're going to talk about the, we're going to recap the key additions, the subtractions, and from the offseason, we're going to tell you if you should bet on the over and under for the respective team. And then we're also going to give you the final record. We're going to take the rec- schedule game by game and give you our final thoughts. We're going to kick it off with, let's, you know, let's go ahead and talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's uh, I got to switch everything up now. <laughs> Let's talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who had one of the biggest, if not the biggest, splashes off the offseason. Um, obviously, their key addition is the six-time Super Bowl champion and the best quarterback that's ever put on the cleats, Tom Brady, is now a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. I will say this is so strange looking at this picture right here of him in this Tampa Bay Buccaneer. It's going to take some time getting used to that. But they also added this offseason, uh, Rob Gronkowski. Uh, they, they picked up Keyshawn Vaughn, Tristan Wirfs, and then Antonio Winfield in the draft. Their key subtractions this offseason, Jameis Winston, Peyton Barber, and Carl Nassib. Um, their last year record was 7-9. and nine. Their strength of schedule right here, right in the middle of the pack, tied for 16th. Vegas has their over and under at 9.5, which is really high, especially coming from a team. But that's Vegas having a lot of faith in Tom Brady. Obviously, like I said, no team made a bigger splash this offseason than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Last year, the Bucs were 7-9, but if a lot of people remember, Jameis Winston and his over 30-plus turnovers last year, really the Bucs could have made a playoffs last year if they would have just taken one or two of those turnovers away. So you fast forward to this year. You have Godwin, you have Edmonds, you have uh, Evans, you have Howard, Gronk, Vaughn. You throw in Shady McCoy, who they just picked up. I don't think he's going to make that big of an impact, but you've got Cameron Brait. And then, of course, you on top of that, you actually include the six-time Super Bowl champion Tom Brady to the mix. What is your thoughts on the Bucks' big splash this offseason? Uh, I think the Tom Brady pickup was huge. Um, I think Tom Brady being down in Tampa will be huge for him as well, uh, just be getting out of the cold finally to where he can uh, – not have to stress when there's snow and stuff everywhere. Um, but other than that, you know, I think Tristan Wirfs was probably one of the top, if not uh, top two, if not the top offensive lineman in the draft uh, right there with Jedrick Wills. Um, Keyshawn Vaughn, I think, I know Ricky's been very high on him. Um, you know, watching the SEC, I think Keyshawn Vaughn will be a very under the radar player who will um, really step forward. And then seeing who they lost, I mean, they didn't lose much. And it's like you said, you know, James Winston didn't throw 30 interceptions. They are easily a playoff team. And so I think that they made the right offseason moves. Um, and I think they made the best offseason moves to put them forward into making the playoffs. So the, like I said, the over and under of is, uh, is nine and a half, and we're going to go ahead and kick it off in the schedule. And what we do is we're going to break it off in blocks of four. We're going to talk about uh, all four games, give their wins and losses for each and every team. So they're going to kick off the season in a big way. Um, we got Breeze versus Brady to kick off this season. I can't wait to see this matchup, but they're in New Orleans. Let's go ahead. What's the, uh, And then, of course, they, they're at home for the Panthers. 
Then they travel to Mile High to take on the Broncos, and then they're back at home for the Chargers in Week Four. What are your record? What is the record you have them in the first four games of the season? Uh, first four games of the season, I have them at two and two. Uh, I think that they will. They'll beat the Panthers. They'll beat the Broncos. They'll lose to the Saints and uh, the Chargers. So you have to beat the. You have to beat the. Sorry, I missed that. Beat the. They okay. So they're going to beat the Panthers and they're going to beat the Chargers. Sorry, they're going to lose to the Broncos and the Saints. All right. So I. I have, I'm, I'm trying to keep my biased opinion out of the way, but honestly, for me, Tom Brady's you know, the best quarterback in football, period. Um, I do think that we're going to have the week one loss against the Saints, which I really think kind of jump starts the conversation. Oh, my God, is Brady washed? But then I have them ripping off three in a row um, and, and just winning three straight games against the Panthers, Broncos, and Chargers. I just think that that's three really kind of easy games to kick off the season. I really just don't like any of those teams a whole lot. I like the Chargers. I just think that they're a year away from contending. Their defense is strong. Um, as long as Bosa is not in Brady's back pocket, I think they're going to start the season off three and one. Transitioning here, I do think that this is uh, a big matchup for them, only because we're going from the Sunday to Thursday game against um, Jacob Chicago Bears, and then they're trying, you know, and then Sunday we got the week after that. Of course, they take the pa- take on the Packers at home. They go travel to Las Vegas to take on the Las Vegas Raiders, and then they're at. Uh, then they're traveling all the way to New Jersey on Monday night football to take on the New York Giants. All right, record in those four games, Jacob. Uh, in those four games, I'm going to give them three and one. Um, the Bears, unless Trubisky can come out and have a six touchdown game like he did a few years ago, uh, they're not going to they're not going to lose to the Bears. The Packers, I will give the Packers the win in this one, but the Raiders and the Giants, I mean, those are two easy wins for the Bucks. I have the same exact record. I've got them beating the Bears, losing to the Packers, beating the Raiders, and then upending the Giants. So uh, we got four games right before the bye week here. Jacob has them sitting at one, two, three, four, five, six, and two. I have them at seven and one currently. Now this is where the schedule kind of gets on the back half here. Three of the next four games all against good teams here. They are, but they're at home for three of these four games as well. So they take on the Saints again. Um, they got the Sunday night game. The following week, they travel to the uh, Carolina Panthers. They're at home back-to-back for the Rams and the defending Super Bowl champion Chiefs. What do you have the record here? Um, Saints, I'm going to give them the loss against the Saints. Um, I just think the Saints are too good. Panther, Panthers uh, will be a win. Rams are going to be a win, and the Chiefs are going to be a loss. So I'm going to give them two and two um, in this one. I've actually got them at two and two, but I have it flip-flopped. I have them taking the wins against the Saints and Panthers, and then I have them losing to the Rams and Chiefs heading into the bye. Um, Let's see here. I have – then we have left in the season, just like we talked about with the other one before, you know, they end the season, Vikings, Falcons, Lions, Falcons. Um, Jacob, where are you at on these four games? I'm going to take Vikings – Vikings is going to be a win. Falcons is going to be a win. Uh, Lions is going to be a win. And the Falcons, the second time, I gave the Falcons this one on their rundown, so I'm going to give it to them. Uh, I guess I kind of have to. So I'm going to give them three and one to end the season. Yeah, I think I've got them going. Let's see, one, two. I've got them going three and one to end the season as well. Um, I've got them losing at home or on the road against the Falcons, but beating them week 
um, 17 against the uh, – I got them beating that last game and, and helping them kind of reach that hurdle and make the playoffs that week. So you had them win, loss, win, win as well, right? Yes. So I have them at one, two, three, four, five. I have them at 11 and five. Uh, I think I have them at 11 and five as well. One, two, three – Yes, you do. All right. We both have them at 11 and 5. All right. The big question remains now is this, obviously. what The over-under is at 9.5, which is rather high. Are you going to – are you willing to put a little bit of money on the Bucks winning more than 9.5 games? Uh, wait, wait, wait. My schedule – okay, I've got them at t- uh, 10 and 6. Not 10 and 6. Okay, perfect. Um, I think the last game against the Falcons – I didn't get this out when I was, I was trying to – put everything together. Uh, he switched up on me last second, but um, I think the last game against the Falcons, I feel like that's going to be the, are we going to win the division or are the saints going to uh, win it easily? And I think the Falcons take that one, but um, what was your question? Sorry. I had to get that. Yeah. Out. So the nine and a half, do you think they do? Would you bet the nine and a half or would you not? Truthfully, I would, I would bet uh, the over on the nine and a half, not by much, um, but I think that that is something that they should, I think nine wins is something they should reach easily. And then I think that 10th win could be, you know, a number of games. I don't think, I don't think there's a game other than probably the Saints week one that they will outright lose. I think they will be competitive in every single game. Um, and I think that that nine and a half, I think that that's a perfect bar for them. I mean, I've got them at 10 wins, so I've got them right at the over. And I think if you took the over, that would probably be the safer bet. I am 100% pounding the money line on the over here. I do think that they're going to – I think they're a 10 or 11 win team. I do not see them going under that. So I, I, I am going to bet the money line on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, transitioning into the New Orleans Saints. I have the key additions from the offseason, Malcolm Jenkins, Emmanuel Sanders, Adam Troutman, Cesar uh, Ruiz, Ru- Ru- Ruiz Ooh, Zach yeah. Bond, and key subtractions, Teddy Bridgewater, Ted Jin Jr., Eli Apple, A.J. Klein. Last year's record at 13-3. and three. Strength of schedule. They have the 24th easiest schedule in the NFL this year, and their over-under is 10 and a half. My thoughts on the offseason are this real quick. The Saints bring back a lot of key pivotal players that took them to 13-3 and three last year. I also believe with the additions of Emmanuel Sanders, who's going to be a very pivotal in the addition to the offense because it gives them another weapon outside of Michael Thomas. I think with Jared Cook, Michael Thomas, and Emmanuel Sanders, and then, of course, I think you throw in rookie Adam Troutman, who I think was the best tight end in this class – I think that the the Saints high powered offense could be a little bit better. Obviously, the question comes in, how good is the defense going to be and will Drew Brees finally start to show signs of decline? The defense last year was hit and miss. They gave up 24 more points 9 times a year ago, and I think their back end of their secondary could be in trouble this year. Take up some quick thoughts on the Saints. Um yeah, you know, when I look at additions and subtractions, I try to put together, you know, it's like with here. They lost Teddy Bridgewater. They still have Drew Brees. They won that one. They lost Ted Ginn Jr. They get Emmanuel Sanders. They won that one. You know, so that's how I try to put it together. You know, they lost Eli Apple, a DB. They got Malcolm Jenkins. I'll say they won that one as well. I think that they made, you know, it's hard to go past Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski 
and you, whatever. But you take out the Tampa Bay and their like big signings. I think they made the best signings in the NFC uh, in the NFC South. I think that they're a good team that did what good teams should do, and they got better. Uh, they got a very good tight end out of Adam Troutman. Um, I think Cesar Ruiz will be a good offensive lineman for him to pick up. Uh, I think they lost Larry Warford last year, um, and so I think that they actually are going to be as good as last year, if not better. All right, so let's kick it off in the season. Um, let's the first four games this season. Bucks, Raiders, Packers, Lions. What you got there? Uh, I'm taking them 4-0 in that one. I am actually going to go two and two. Um, I've got the win week one against the Bucks. I've got a loss against the Raiders. I got the loss against the Packers, and then I've got a, a win against the Lions. Uh, one key thing to note right away is that week six bye, very very early in the season for uh, a little bit of older Drew Brees. So it's going to be interesting to see what he does down the stretch. But we've got the Chargers. They're, they're at home for the Chargers on Monday Night Football. Then they they're back at home again after the bye against the Panthers. They travel to Soldier Field to take on the Chicago Bears, and then they are uh, on the road again to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What do you have their schedule right there? At that point. Uh, out of those next four, I still have them uh, at eight. No, uh, I think they're going to beat the Chargers. I feel like the Chargers still won't be ready by that point. They'll beat the Panthers. They'll beat the Bears, and the second round against the Bucks. I just, I think the Saints are just too good. I think that they will take those last four or those next four. I have them three and one: Chargers, Panthers, Bears wins, and then the loss to the Bucks. I think they split on the season with the Bucks. Um, the next four, uh, it doesn't get very, it doesn't get easier here. Uh, they're at home for the 49ers, the defending NFC champions. And then they got the home and away split with the Falcons in between sandwiched in there. They traveled to Denver to take on the Broncos. What do you have here? Uh, through the 49ers, I'm going to give them a loss. Uh, Falcons a win, Broncos a win, and Falcons again. I'm going to give them the win. I've got so them. Not, yeah, I've got them uh, three and one. I've got them two and two in that stretch. Uh, splitting with the Falcons and then losing to the Niners, but taking the W over the Broncos. Now, this is where I think the pivotal part of the NFL season will be for the Saints. This is going to be the determination if the Bucks are going to win the division or if the Saints are going to win this division. Right now, for me personally, you have them at like 25 and 0, right? Or 1 <laughs> right now. So for me, they've got they travel to Kansas City to take on the Eagles. They're at home for the Chiefs. They're at home for the Vikings, and then the last game of the season, they're taking on the Panthers in Carolina. So what do you think here? Uh, for the last four, I think that they will actually lose to the Eagles. Uh, I think they'll beat the Chiefs, and then they'll lose to the Panthers. So I've got them at three or two and two in these last. So I've got them going – let's see here. I've got them going three and one down the stretch. Um, I've got them losing to the Eagles. I've got them beating the Chiefs, uh, beating the Vikings, and beating the Panthers. One, two, three, four, five, six. So I have the Saints finishing ten and six. I think I have the same record as I had last year. Let me thirteen and three. I have yeah, three losses, so I've got them at thirteen and three as last year. Perfect. All right, so. Obviously, for Jacob, in my opinion, the line is too scary to go over. Um, 
I, I think they're going to – oh, I don't know. I have them at 10-6. They could probably finish 11-5, and five, a toss-up game here and there. Uh, I'm staying completely away from this line. Jacob, are you betting the over on the Saints? Obviously. Uh, I, a lot of the NFC South I'm going to stay away against. The only one who I would bet on is the is the uh, Buccaneers. I'm staying away. Um, I'm that's staying away. That's about half is scary, right? Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, that's super I mean, 10.5 10 is a very – that's a hefty lineup. Um, right. But I think – I also think – you know, like you said, they've got the 24th strength of schedule. They were already a very good team last year. They're going to be a better team this year uh, than I think they were last year. And I think that their record will probably replicate what they uh, what they did last year. I don't – I wouldn't take the over. Um, I mean, I would take the over if you just wanted to bet. I wouldn't bet in general if, uh, if you had the choice. But uh, I think it's going to be – it's going to be close. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Music City Drive-In. Um, make sure to give Jacob a follow on Twitter at TBerry57. Give myself a follow at RakeyBiller underscore. Give the show a follow at MCDI Pod. Go to the Music City Drive-In for all of our latest in the world. Matthew Fox has been pumping out team previews each and every, like, every couple days. They're amazing. Check them out. Make sure to check out his podcast, do the Fantasy Football Roundtable with a Matt and Matt connection with Dennis, host the show over there. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later.